Welcome to PRSL Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 116. Yeah. 116 in the house. That's how we roll. <laughs> That's how we roll. And, uh, you know, it's been good. I feel every with every episode, I feel that, you know, sometimes like we go, like we have those episodes where we're like, eh, like, okay, I don't know how that went. Right. Yeah. But I just feel with other episodes, like we've kind of understood more of like how to tell a story, but not just like tell a story and that's it, but also to provide value. And then sometimes how to just share things, you know, that I help have, other people. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, what, but, what I'm, but I, but I, but I do say like, I'm unashamed of what we're doing here at this podcast. I, I think, think it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. No, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when we first started, it was kind of like we had, we had run through a couple scenarios. Like, do we teach courses? Mm-hmm. Do we, and we actually did talk about that. Right. Remember at one point, um, we, then we said, Hey, do we do a Patreon? Do we do this? And then we landed on like, we're just going to document. Mm. Right. And, and maybe things will change in the future, but for now we, we said, we're just document. And somehow through documenting, we've been able to help people. Yeah. And th- that speaks volumes. And we really appreciate the feedback we've gotten from a lot of you because sometimes we're like, Hey, are we just shooting the breeze here? Mm. Right. Because we're just sharing our lives, our recently lives. And somehow, like, people are picking up stuff. And so that's what I mean. I just feel that, like, the longer we do the podcast, I think I'm feeling more comfortable and, like, hey, we definitely need to keep sharing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely keep sharing. And then I think, too, like, um, you know, sometimes we get some new resellers who say things like, hey, like, um, you know, what should, where should I start? And honestly, like, thinking back, and, and this isn't even something we've talked about, so, you know, it's all this good. how our show just, is. Just we just air it out right out. here. Um, but, like, you know, we've got now 116 episodes, and there's great content throughout all of those. And there's, there's a few bits and pieces in those that it's like, what was that? But like, so like trying to point someone directly to like an, a specific episode or like, Hey, listen to everything is kind of tough. So, um, it, it might even be nice. Like as we keep going and know that there's going to be some new resellers, cause it's crazy that in this year and a half going on two years now that, that I've been reselling how far I've come. And I look back and I'm not asking the same questions that I did when I first started, like when you would be talking to me and ask a question about reselling, and so maybe every once in a while we have like a, a like a occasional back to the basics, like here's just wrap up of a few big highlights of things that like if you're just starting out, like that might be a good idea. But but yeah, it's crazy that we've gotten 116 episodes now of us talking with amazing resellers, us talking about what we've done, how we've been growing. Uh, and, you know, here we are and 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 people have it's impacted them and, and they've impacted us. And it's been awesome. Yeah. And so coming down the road. Uh, we do plan on having some like, hey, if you're brand new, here's some things to think about. Or if you if you're starting part time, here's some things to mm. think about. Or if you're going full time, so we're gonna make it a full kind of like three yeah. episodes in a row, like yeah. as far as theme episodes. Yeah. So that's coming down the road. Yeah, and if you want to help us, like maybe even go through like if you're a listener and you like love our content uh, and you want to help us, maybe put some suggestions of like playlists together, like what eight episodes are like good for the shipping category and what five episodes and we'll make playlists on our YouTube. Like, and what should we idea. delete? I'm joking. Yeah, no, yeah, it's <laughs> all up there. So nothing's going away. It's there forever. No, it is. But anyways, enough about that. And we just appreciate all of you from day one. And Hey, our live was fire. Like in the sense that the, all the people that showed up were so encouraging. Oh yeah. Like, our, our live. I, I was confused when you said that at first, I was thinking you were saying like our lives our fire. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> they are. But, but yeah, episode 115, which was live on YouTube was fire, which is um, one of the things that the kids nowadays no, used no, to no, say, no, like, no, no. I it was really that. cool. 
I say that. You're one of the kids, Orlando. <laughs> I hope so. But anyways, what I want to say is that I appreciate all of you that ended up on live, that engaged with us, that wrote in the, you know, said stuff in the comments, has great questions. You know, also wanted to share this because this dropped like right after. Yeah. Like as we were ending the podcast and like a hit in stream, it came through. Yeah. So anyways, I just want to say thank you so much, Simon, Seismic Sales, dropped a hundred dollar super chat. Like the moment we ended, boom, it came through and we're like, thank you. And then we felt really bad. So we would just wanted to say thank you so much. We appreciate and we appreciate every single super chat we got in the episode. Yeah. We appreciate every donation because in the end, you don't have to at all. Yeah. You know, all, our content will always be free, but this just makes us want to do more and more and more. Yeah. So. And he had a cool story. Like he, he, he thanked us, which again, like. We're nobody. We haven't done anything that special, but but he learned from our podcast about I think it was Rain Spooners and has made a ton of money off of them. And so yeah, he turned thirteen hundred dollars to nine k. Yeah, that's amazing. And so like I just think like how many things that you've told me that I've picked up and bought and even ran. I just think like I'm I'm really new at reselling compared to you, and yet like you've picked up some items that you're like yeah, Mike mentioned this. Oh, hundred right? like, percent. It's like, crazy how like, like you can just learn things. Yeah, like the Warhammer toys. Are you still kind of bitter about that? It's fine. Are they called toys? No, they're not toys. Oh, see, I, I really they're, don't know what I'm talking game about. They're pieces, man. That's all right. Three, three sealed boxes. Okay, I'll update when they sell. All right. Mm. Anyways, we've gone on too long. We haven't even mentioned what this episode is about. All right, so we always like doing that Q4 wrap-up at the end of January. Yeah. Just because, you know, I really believe that Q4, you really don't know the effects until you deal with returnary. Yeah, you you need to have a real actual picture of what's going on, and it's really easy to uh, count your chickens before they hatch. And so uh, that's the quote of the week. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Wait, we haven't had one in a while. I know it's been a long what time. Happened? You know, I don't know. Like, it's got a. It's one of those things. Like, I, I for a while there, they're almost forced. Um, and I love I love putting in quotes when they come up naturally, and it's just like, hey, I read this this week, and like this kind of goes in. So um, yeah, I don't want to force them. I want them to feel like it just naturally comes in. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So I've heard other, you know, YouTubers and the, and we actually had an episode last year. We called it the good, the not so good and the great. So this year I decided to switch it up a little bit. And this one I'm changing to the, what we're maybe doing next Q4, what we're not doing next Q4 and what we're definitely not doing next Q4. And I'm going to switch it up. We're going to start with the maybes. Mm. Then we're going to do with the don't, right? So we, let's get all the negative out of the way. Do some hustle of the week. And then we're going to get into what we're definitely doing next time. Yeah. Okay. So now I don't know if this will apply to you. So starting with the first maybes, I know for myself is I may have a team next year. Well, like three or four individuals. I'm still trying to decide whether they're going to be prepping or whether they're going to be doing sourcing. My guess is going to be kind of both. Uh, I felt that this year I spent less and I believe I made, I'm so calculating on my numbers, but I spent less, but I made about the same or more than last year, which is good. That is good. It's great. Right. I mean, my that means you made more. No, that's what I mean. I made more. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's crazy because my credit score, I remember last year, remember I went from like eight something, like five something. Right. This year I went from like eight something to upper sevens. Like it really... Like I was, I paid stuff back really fast mm. and I'm going to be back in the eights probably in the next week or so. So with all that being said, you know, now I feel like I kind of got a handle on what I need to do. The problem was I didn't make as much as I think I could have made because there was only one of me and I could only source so much. I could only pack so much. 
And I've said before, I really believe I gave it my all and even more. And I'm not, I'm not satisfied with the results. No. Yeah. I mean, so. that, I, I can see how a team could help there. Now here, I'm going to just throw this out there. Um, especially cause we're, we're talking about the maybe, um, so I, d- I didn't do Q4 this year like you did. And I, I didn't even do Q4 this year like I did the, the previous year. Uh-huh. And so I guess my question is, even with the maybe is, is it really worth, and maybe it is because I, I know there's a lot of money, but is it is going and doing retail arbitrage and sending in toys to Amazon, is that really the best use of time? And is it worth it? Because it, it does seem like it's just raining money, but it also seems like, that in order to get that money raining, people are working like 24 hour days and they're driving mm-hmm. all over the place and they're shipping like crazy. And it's like, is it possible that if you were putting in that much work on just anything, it would be raining money? Like is, is Q4 like going in deep on toys or whatever it is actually worth it? And is that what you're going to do next year? And should that be what I do next year? And should that be what our listeners do? Great question. So I was going to wait till a future podcast to talk about this. So, and this is not related to Q4, but when this episode drops, it'll be what end of January. Mm-hmm. So my last shipment to Amazon will be for three months will be sent on January 31st, which is a Friday after this podcast drive. So after this podcast drops. So I wanted to test that out. Now I know it's not the best time to test that out, but I want to know that. Like, I want to know like, what if I threw in everything into eBay now with that, I'm also, I'm going to diversify a little bit. I'm going to do some cross posting to the Poshmark and maybe Macari and so on. And I, so it's going to switch it up, but I want to know because I, I hear you now. Here's the thing. The Q4 that I didn't do any Amazon or RA, that was, a, I want to say maybe five, six years ago. It was terrible, but I was part of time. The first Q4, the first Q4 that I went all in, I made 10 K net profit. No problem. And now, you know, I make more, but the the thing is, it's like, I, I, I wonder if, if retail arbitrage, like the same amount of time I spend is equivalent to the same amount, you know, of money I could make if I went all in on eBay. And I've had that question lingering for a while and I'm going to test that out this February through February, March, April for three months. And then we'll see how things land. Uh, and or, or even, I mean, I think eBay is, is one option, but, and again, I know this is not a private label discussion and, and this is yeah. specifically about Q4, but I'm just even thinking like, if you were, if someone were to say like, Hey, I've been reselling for several months now, last eight months, it's getting close to Q4. Um, I've maybe sent in a couple of things to Amazon. Should I be going to stores and, and just buying all the stuff that, that there's a profit on and sending it into Amazon? Or is it kind of like, eh? the amount of time and energy, like, is it really worth it? Like, so from your experience, is this a maybe that like you would tell me like do this or like somebody who's maybe starting I would out? tell you do Amazon. Okay. I, th- that's not a question for me. I think there's plenty. I would say do Amazon in Q4. Like that's a non-negotiable for me. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing is I just want to see. Mm. Like I've never, I once I started FBA, I haven't stopped. Right. I mean, I've had little lulls here and there because I got busy with, you know, doing eBay and doing other stuff. But as far as have I ever had a year where I just didn't go all in ever since I found out about FBA or started really doing FBA? I haven't. Mm. 
right? And so this will be the first three-month period. Now, I do have an exception to the rule. <laughs> exception number one is if there's a store closeout or some kind of crazy liquidation, it, I have to do it. Mm. Like the the my biggest wins, like when Office Depots shut down around here last year, made a killing. When Toys R Us shut down, made a killing. When Shop Goes, I flew to Wisconsin and did FBA, made a killing. So that's the one. Or the other one is if I find my stuff when I'm thrifting or garage selling that I can send FBA, I'm going to send that stuff in still. But as far as retail arbitrage for FBA, I'm going to put the brakes on it for three months and see what happens. That's going to hurt, man. That That's this and that's, that, that's money I make for a living. Like it's going to be weird to be dependent on eBay because the one guarantee, the one thing I like about Amazon is there's a guarantee that your stuff will sell. I mean, is it, is it wise to do like a just overnight switch like that? Or would it be better to do like, like how, you know how, like when you, you're changing dog food, you, uh, you, <laughs> no, I don't. So when you change dog's food, <laughs> I don't think some of our listeners know the, the suggestion of, of animals they are called vets. Um, what they tell you to do is Did you just say doctors of animals <laughs> that are called vets. Yeah. Um, they say, take, take the amount of, of food they get. Let's say it's two cups of food or four cups or whatever. And you do three quarters of it, their old food, one quarter of the new food. And you do that for a couple of days and then you switch it to half and half. And then you go three quarters, their new food, and then eventually all new food. Cause if you just switch it all at once, they end up having like terrible stomach issues. Right. So like, would it be better to like do it in a four month process where like one month you like, if you're already doing like, let's say a hundred hours a month or 50 hours a month or whatever it is on Amazon, where you just cut that by like a quarter and you just move that over to eBay. Like that way, if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out, you're not like, oh my gosh, you know, money's not coming in for a couple of months. Well, I'm in a, I, I'm in a financial place that I can make it happen. So I'm going to make it happen. Just be, I've thought about this. I, I thought about this. I was actually thinking of this throughout Q4, even though Q4 was wonderful and it was great. I just want to know because I've said this before and I'll keep saying this. I think in a down economy, this FBA game is done. I really, really do. I mean, the, people are not going to pay four times the amount of uh, a premium on something when they're trying to pay bills. No. But when an economy is booming, man, you can buy, you can sell artwork. All the hype sneakers are going to sell all the time. Like people are good. But when the economy's down, people are going to look for stuff that's on eBay. They're not going to go after the stuff that they're going to pay an exorbitant amount on Amazon for. That's just my thoughts. All right. So did you, okay. So I, the next thing I put is that maybe I'll go deeper on items. Did you find that you didn't have enough items? Like I know you did, you didn't go all in on Q4, but do you wish you had more stuff listed, more stuff up? I mean, of course, obviously I always wish I had more (laughs) stuff up. That would be like the dream. Um, it, it comes down to the amount of time you have to source. Now, when it comes to like going deeper on an item, like I see how that goes, like retail arbitrage. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's probably wise to spread your your risk and reward out amongst multiple items. So if you have the choice of putting $10,000 into one toy and buying all of them across the country, or I mean, I guess that might be exaggerating, but uh, buy a lot of them, okay? Yeah. Um, or to break that up and do $1,000 worth of 10 different toys that there's potential profit in each, I'd probably take the latter because if one or two of them fail, you're still making a good net profit. Whereas if you go all in on one item and that fails. I mean, yeah, your reward might be more, but it's the risk to reward ratio. And I feel like spreading that out over a few different things is probably the better route. 
See, I thought that too. But this Q4, I had certain items and I had one bolo that I dropped. What did I drop? I dropped about three and a half to 4K on and I netted six to 8K right on it. And I feel like I limited myself. Like I could have, I should have gotten more. And I remember every time I send in a shipment of this, I'm like, that's the last shipment of this. And then I would see that Amazon wasn't restocking and there's only so many sellers. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to send another shipment. And then I'm going to send another shipment. But I was always cautious. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it was better that I was cautious instead of just throwing it out there. But I remember when I was sourcing, uh, there was these certain certain toys I was able to get for like eight bucks and they were flipping for like 30 to 40 bucks. And I remember I picked up close to 100. And this is, we always forget about the peak of Q4. The peak of Q4 is about two weeks, the first two weeks of December. And I remember just before that hit, I'm like, oh, I sourced too many. Like, I'm not going to be able to sell through these. Nope, they sold out in a week. And I'm like, I should have gone deep on those. I should have gone deep. Now, but again, that's 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 a hindsight's 2020 situation. Because yeah, I know. Did you have any toys that you picked up that didn't do so well? One. Right. So what if that was the one you went deep on? Well, I did go deep on that one. And that's the one that hurt me really mm. bad. See, well, that's what I mean. So like, it's true. Like, yeah, if you have one that like, okay, so I would say if you're sending in shipment after shipment and week after week, that product is still bringing in money. Then yeah, keep dropping money into it. But like day one, when you're not sure whether Amazon's going to get a restock, if you could drop that a whole 10,000 day one, maybe it was better to, to, to drag that out over a couple months, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think going deep on one item is scary no matter what. Like, even if you're private label, I would imagine you're probably better off if you've got a couple of different, you know, items you're selling because if one is not doing well or one flops or whatever the situation is, Amazon does the big, big bad Amazon thing and takes over one of yours, you're still good to go. So it's kind of like putting all of your eggs in one basket. I, I don't know. Like if, if you, of course, if anybody says like, if they had all their money, they could have invested in Tesla or Amazon years and years ago. Absolutely. But how many people do that on, you know, things that they definitely shouldn't have invested. No, I know. Into? I know. And this is why this is a maybe. <laughs> That's why I'm leaving it out there because I, I, I don't know. I just I just remember this. It wasn't a sick feeling. It was first I was scared. And I'm like, I got too many of these. And then when they sold out, I'm like, I should have just bought a thousand of them. You know, I probably would have sold all a thousand. So, and I had only one return on those items, you know, so it was beautiful. All right. The other one is picking up more, uh, picking up even more higher ranked items. I'm not trying to make this all Amazon focused. I got some eBay stuff coming, but that is one thing. So we've talked about this before and I know, you know, hopefully we'll be doing an Amazon shipment together soon, <laughs> but the the ranking numbers are so off before Q4 hits. Like you you think that something may be ranked seven hundred fifty thousand, and within two weeks that can change when it's Q4. And so this year, I what's interesting is I'll give an example, uh, which I don't feel I'm burning anything, but um, this wasn't even a toy. It was a uh, I'll be very vague. It was some it was gloves. Right. And these gloves, it was before like winter really hit. And so you could buy these gloves on RA and you could pay, I don't know, like 10, 15, and you could flip them like 40 to 50. But they had ranks of like 1.2 million, like ranks of, you know, all obnoxious. Well, when the blizzards hit, those rankings dropped. Right. But that's, that's one of the things that I want to have a whole episode where we talk about Amazon is really a lot of speculation. 
Yeah. Big I mean, time. It really, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, I've, I've done, I, I, I do investments in the stock market. Um, I'm not a day trader by any means, but I have, like I mentioned in the past, have dabbled in like Forex trading just to see like, you know, what that kind of speculation where you are making trades a lot quicker. I've done cryptocurrencies, uh, fast and slow trades. And there is a ton of speculation and it kind of sounds like, Amazon is that with like a little bit more hustle involved. You're not just sitting at a computer pushing a button to buy or sell. You're actually having to go out and look, but you're still hoping because you can make some mistakes, right? Like we talked about that on the eBay for business podcast that we were on. Like one of the nice things about thrift stores and garage sales is you're usually not going deep on one item. I mean, it'd be great if it's like the bolo of the century and you can pick up a a ton of them, but usually it's like, at most, you're spending $20, $40 on an item, maybe a little more if it's like a really crazy good item. And if it flops, it flops and you lose 20 bucks, right? Whereas if you're doing that on a toy and you're spending five, six, seven thousand $7,000 and it flops, like there's a lot of speculation there. I know, I know. And so- Will the rankings drop? Will it become hot? Is Amazon going to get a shipment? Like- I, I know, I know. And that's, and that's why we're having this conversation about the maybes. Like- Maybe I will do that and maybe I won't. Like, I don't know. I, I would say right now I've, I'm, I've really gotten, uh, really gotten good. Is that proper English? Really? Okay. Just checking English teacher. About better? I, I've really gotten better at understanding that there's some, I won't go above certain ranks. I used to go above certain ranks and I did this past Q4 on a few, but they were items where there was only like one or two sellers. So I'll give you an example. So there is one item that was an advent calendar and, you know, I'm being super vague. There's all kinds of advent calendars. So, uh, I got a shout out to so quick, ship quick on a normal episode. So anyways, I was with them. <laughs> we saw this, we saw this, we saw a calendar and the ranking was like 800 and something thousand, but you know, the cost was cheap and you could four times your money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I grabbed all four. They sold like within two days of showing up the warehouse. And so I'm like, huh, maybe certain items that are more related to like the holiday, like you can maybe take more of a risk on, but just understand that, you know, like an advent calendar, you don't want to buy an advent calendar and send it in like the first week of December. Well, and the other thing you've got to consider, I feel too, is what are those category rankings? Because sometimes you look at something and the ranking might be really high or really low, but depending on what category you're looking at. So like an advent mm-hmm. calendar, if you're looking at it's 800,000 in the category of calendars. What's well, in then, toys, but yeah. Or in toys, then that makes sense. But like- And that one. Specifically, if you're looking at, you know, more specific, if somebody's looking for advent calendars, maybe that's like in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people are buying those. So if someone's just typing in toys, well, there's a good chance that that's not what they're looking for. Right. Or if they're looking for calendars, they might not, they might be looking for like a planner or like a wall calendar. So like, I, th- I even feel like that with the ranks, like can only mean so much. Like, I know, no ranking, ranking doesn't lie. <laughs> it just doesn't like, I, I've, but there, I mean, the r- rankings and categories have to be different. Like, no, no, there, if there's subcategories, it's a, it, changes the whole equation. That's what I mean. Something can be low in a subcategory that maybe was created and it's different. But if it's in a very general one, like toys and games, like that ranking does not lie. If it's in a random one, like you said, like advent calendar, that could lie because maybe the ranking within that very specific sub, then yeah, 
then you can get yourself into trouble because you're like, oh, this is super low rank. But if it's if you're picking up a toy and it ranks super low on toys and games, it's gonna sell. It's gonna sell fast. And so with these calendars, you know, I made uh, I think I made like eight hundred dollars or so, and it's because I should have gone deeper on them. Like I could have made several K probably on them, you know, but I was hesitant because it was a high rank when I first saw them. By by the time they became low rank, they were sold out everywhere. You know, again, speculation, but that's what I mean. This is why it's a maybe. Maybe I'll pick up higher price items depending on its field. Mm. Okay. Um, the next maybe is I may not do any online arbitrage. And uh and this is why. Online arbitrage, the moment you order it, you begin to lose money on it. Does that make sense? Because let's say you find something, right? Let's say on eBay or Amazon, right? You find something and it's worth money at that point in time and you find it. Well, what if other people find it? And then they begin to list it and then the price get dropped. And by the time it gets to you, you might've already lost 5% of it, 10% of it. 15%, right? It depends on your margins. And then let's say you're doing Amazon and you want to ship it to Amazon. That's another two or three days, maybe a whole week that you miss. So the price just keep, keep yeah. going down. Yeah, I get that. I, I, you have less information available to you in some extent. and But at the same time, that goes back to speculation because the opposite could be true. Like if you would have <laughs> sent it into Amazon four days earlier, the price could have been lower and they, the price could have gone up in the next few days. You know, so... I get that. I do think that maybe one benefit is if you notice the price is tanking and yours hasn't been delivered yet from your online arbitrage and cancel the order, right? So maybe there's some yeah, safety Here's what's there. crazy. I did do that. There, were, So I had things shipped to where so quick, ship quick, live because I was going to ship it out of there. I canceled the order. Walmart sent in all the stuff still. So, you know, and not only that, but they sent in like they shorted me too at the same time. So I literally had to wait a month and a half to go and return it until I went back to their house. It's kind of crazy, but that's the other thing with the online arbitrage, like things were delayed so that, that I lost even more money as things were delayed. So those items, by the time they got to their house, I told them, I said, can you just hold it? Because there's no money in them anymore. Yeah. And I feel like too, like honestly, especially when it comes to hot toys, uh, online arbitrage doesn't seem to be as effective because stores, oftentimes will like block you from being able to like, they just don't sell like the big hot toys. Like if it was fingerlings, right? Like they're not selling fingerlings online, like guaranteed to be delivered. No, they, they actually hide those listings. It's crazy because, um, it's like in store only. A lot of times you see like price in store only yeah. and like you can buy it if it's in stock at store, but they're not, it's not online available. So if those are the things you're trying to pick up, it kind of makes sense not to do online arbitrage. Yeah. Well, there was this one like building set, that was fire. Like you could buy it for 20. No, you could buy it for 30 and you were able to flip it for a hundred. And eventually I think so many people picked it. Like it disappeared from Target's website. Wasn't even there. Right. So, I mean, that's an advantage for you, right? Cause there's less people that know about it. But I think if you're depending on that one item for online arbitrage, like that can get kind of tricky. So I get what you're saying. All right, let's go to the not. I think this is a lot easier than the maybe category. Not. Okay, so I'm not chasing unseen bolos. And what I mean by that is unless I have physically touched it or I know where it's at, I'm not going to go looking for it next year. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so let's say 
let's see our lovely fingerlings, right? So you see it on social media, right? And somebody goes, oh man, these are fire. Like, I'm going to go get these. And you've never seen them. What I would tend to do is I'm like, I'm going to find this. And I would spend the day and go like eight stores and maybe find like three. I'm not doing that anymore. So you're saying like if other people on social media are mentioning it. And- or or somebody DMs you or or you find out somehow. Okay. Because I just, I just felt that was a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to like if everybody knows it's a bolo, then... Uh, you kind of lose out anyways, right? Because you're chasing something that that they're probably dealing with people tanking prices. And so, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, yeah, that seems like a good knot. <laughs> Here's what's funny. You mentioned that and somebody had a DM me the other day and they're like, yeah, they're brand new. They're like, hey, I just joined, you know, I just started reselling and I'm actually in a bolo group. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, yeah, there's about 900 people. Like, Whoa, 900 people. That is massive. Now, I don't know. Maybe Mike and I don't know enough. We've never been. A, I thought bolo groups were maybe like 100, 200, but 900. And then we always say, if there's 900, I'm just going to throw around that number. There's probably 100 of them that have shared with somebody outside of the 900. Yeah, probably more than that. Probably more than that. So you imagine like you are not only, and I'm not, we're not against bolo groups. If they work, they work. But we really believe the smaller, the better. Right. Yeah. And if you have 900 people chasing after an item, that's for sure. You're gonna I, bring I just imagine. And, and again, like I, we have no idea. I've never been in a bolo group. I think for those of you who are doing it and it's working for you or you're leading one or whatever it is, that's awesome. Um, I, and I hope they continue to work and provide people value, you know? Um, but what I, I just imagine in my head that it would have to be like in order to be successful, like how like drug cartels are with like, you have this, this uh this territory and I have this territory and don't cross the street. So like I'll share my information with you, but you can't come into my zip code. And if you come into my so I almost just see these like resellers out there with like baseball bats like ready to hit each other's cars. It's like you you came into my territory. That's actually happened. Not the baseball cars, but the people like saying, "Hey, you came into my territory." Like that's happened. I mean, I mean, that's it seems real. like if you're gonna share like a bolo, like here's this item, we can all make money. I can't. Go, I'm not gonna drive all over the country to pick this item up, so I don't mind sharing it with other people, right? But, but if you come into my stores and start buying it, and I told you about it, you're crossing a line, right? Like we've made a deal. That in my mind, I just imagine these like you know. This is what I love about gangs. how naive Mike is about reselling still, because in a good way, in the sense that like. You see it like it, it like it doesn't like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like why? Hey, I'll give you an example. I have a, a good friend of mine who has the ability to source a lot more than I do. And I remember the moment he said, I'm taking over San Diego and I got my team. I was like, can't share with him anymore. Right. Because it's done. Like it's over, right? He's in yeah, my territory. It's like, that's the way it is. It really does seem like, you know. Gangs in New York or something. Gangs you know? in New York. Like this is our this is our turf and these are our bolos and we'll we'll share, you share, we're all good, but don't cross the family because you know then bad things will happen. That's good. All right. The next one I'm doing. Uh and well, maybe you'll be doing Amazon with me next time. I'm not doing merchant fulfilled. That seems weird because like going into it, like I it seemed like a good I know, idea. I know. It, is it, it is did. it a is it a bad idea or is it just didn't work for you? It didn't work for me. Okay. And and this is why. So I had a bad experience. My very first item ended up getting shipped to Alaska and it and it cost me a lot of money and it was a pain to ship. What was it? Oh, right. I see right. that. It's okay. But not only that, but I did have a few merchant fulfilled and I just felt it it just took away time. 
Like, unless you have like video games, which again is very hard. Video games are something small that you just can drop in a poly. But still, I, you know, when I was thinking that we go back to eBay, I was thinking, if I'm going to be doing this for Amazon, I might as well just flip stuff on eBay. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the, the reason I'm doing Amazon is because of FBA. It's not because of merchant fulfilled. Right. And I'll share this later on. Um, but I was selling. So there's one item that, uh, I ended up being told I can't sell any more on Amazon. I went to eBay and I was selling it for more on eBay and just as fast on eBay. Huh. So all I did is I looked at the rank and I'm like, Hey, people are going to buy this because if they're, and this is why on Amazon, I can refresh my memory. If you don't have prime, there's a certain number you have to hit to get free shipping. Correct. Yeah. It used to be like that. I'm not sure exactly if it's the same. There's also prime days. Like even if you don't have prime, like I think everybody gets like a free prime day. So like your prime day is Thursday. So if you're willing to like wait until Thursday for it to come, it'll be free shipping. But like that's the only day of the week that's free for you. So like if it's Friday, like you're waiting until next Thursday for it to come. Okay. You know, I just, cause I, I thought about that. I'm like, why are people buying for me? Mm. Right. Why aren't they going to Amazon? My price was actually higher, but man, I had velocity on eBay. I had Amazon Velocity on my eBay. Yeah, I use, I've actually, like I said, I haven't actually sent an Amazon order yet, uh, but I have the Amazon app and I look up, I look up rankings all the time when I'm like, will this sell on eBay? Because sometimes, I mean, ter- there's Terapeak obviously that you can use, but like that's another program. And I know Amazon's another program, but like if I'm scanning an item, I can just quickly scan it on Amazon and eBay really fast and see like, hey, this has got good ranking on Amazon mm-hmm. and here's their they are selling on eBay for this amount or there's not very many of them on eBay. And then, you know, it's probably still going to have a quick turnover rate Yep, or sell through rate or whatever you want to call it. So anyways, that is definitely something I'm not doing. I, I just, I, you know, I went last year without it and it was nice this year. I remember some stuff would sell and I'm like, no, like I don't want to pack this. Mm. And again, that's for me. I know people that kill it on merchant fulfilled, but you know, it's just things you have to think about what model works for you. And I will tell you, maybe if, if maybe if I was on my, no, because there's people that have kids that did it really well. So I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Mm. All right. Uh, the other one, did you try to flip any Black Friday stuff? No, I went, um, I tried to do thrift stores on Black Friday. And let me tell you, like. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So the not for me would be um, going to thrift store late. Like you got to get there on time, like early, early. I didn't realize Black Friday. I didn't realize Black Friday thrift stores was like crazy. (laughs) Like it's crazy. But, um, so I did end up going though to a target just to like, cause I was on my way home and I'm going to just stop, kind of walk around. see what it was like, and it was like a great experience. There was nobody in there. I mean, sure. It was like 10 o'clock. It was already like past the rush, but, um, it was super easy to walk through and there were some good sales and I bought some like Christmas gifts for family and different people. Um, but I definitely didn't try and flip any of that. And you say so, uh, not flipping any Black Friday stuff. And and it does seem like I've heard a lot of people say that like their best sales actually aren't on Black Friday. Like there are certain items where it's like maybe yeah. the doorbusters, but like it's almost like a sucker thing to get you in on those days. Like we're giving you these deals, but like realistically, like, I don't know. Is it just because they're oversaturated with whatever DVD Game of Thrones season three? I think that they are. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. It's like, so I'm going to talk about my biggest failure. So my biggest failure was Ryan's piggy banks. And this is why 
so you know my kids my one my youngest son watches ryan so I'm, i look at this and i'm like sure kids are gonna want this but <laughs> so the year before i sold ryan ryan's eggs the gold ones and i made a killing on those those did well but i i think there's a problem with black friday in that they oversaturate like now i think now it's it's a little different in the sense that it's not limited like I, I don't know i don't i just got the sense because i told i don't know if you remember this but i remember i was telling you i was like it got so bad with these ryan piggy banks that on black friday i could go to certain like walmarts and people were walking over them to look at other stuff. Yeah. It was just on the ground. And that should have rang alarm bells in my head. Like, do not. Like, yeah. the scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. And so, I I also last year lost money on, like, Lego sets that were Black Friday. Why? Because, again, if... If they're going to sell like that, they've put out a ton of them. Correct. Correct. And here's what I think. Like, I, I've got this... I don't know what it is. Like, it's like, I don't know. Maybe we need to make a shirt about it. I'm going to do it. Why is it every single thrift store across the nation has at least one copy of Twilight Seen It? I don't know. Right? <laughs> well, Unopened. So no, you're right, though. Unopened. You're right. You're right. Twilight 100%. Seen It at every single or some Twilight board game. I don't know what it is. Every single one yeah, has it. it and does. so it, it makes me think like, what was the sale they had? Like, was there like a Black Friday sale where it's like, if you walk through our door, we'll give you 10 of them. And so people yeah, just had them and they possible. were like, let's just give these to the thrift store because they're everywhere. Yeah. Right. So like, that's what I imagine. Like when, when, when they sell things for so cheap, like they had to have created so many of them to make sure the stores have them and that they're going to be sold at this price that people are wanting to pick up a bunch of them that, yeah, there's no scarcity at all. It's like every household is going to at least have one or two of them because yeah, they were Black Friday special. Well, let me, let me tell you how bad it got with these. So another thing I failed, I love sharing my failures. So hopefully you guys don't fail like me is the reviews were instantly bad on this item, like bad, like one star. And I'm like, Oh, this is not going well. Right. And then on top of that, not only were the reviews bad, Walmart within a few days dropped the pot price by $10. Ooh. <laughs> and they still have it in stock. And they still had it in stock. They had it oh. in stock all the Q4 and it was only $20 instead of 30. Scary. Yeah. Scary. And actually I had 10 of them that showed up that I tried to, that I canceled. So luckily I was able to return those. That was no big deal, but man. So it's, here's what's interesting. There was one black Friday item that I picked up with some laser tag thing that everybody was looking over, but it wasn't popular. Everybody looked over. I picked them up for ten dollars and there was no amazon listing so i'm like okay you know what i'm gonna sell this on ebay the only reason i picked them up is i my boys love these toys they would go over people's houses and play with them actually do you remember that laser thing yeah at, okay it was that huh and they were 10 bucks and so i i was gonna list them but then i saw somebody created a listing on amazon for like 35 dollars sold all of them in two days nice could you have created the listing on amazon? i could have it just i didn't want to do the work <laughs> so somebody else did i just jumped on and it was over, but what, I, what the, my problem is is I I find that that day of Black Friday, there were other bolos that were there, and I just thought, hey, why don't I just get the better deal? I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. That I am not. If you see me in IG, do that. Call me out next year, Mike. Stop me at Walmart. So what are you going to be aiming for on Black Friday? The non specials. Then why go Black Friday? And. 
Let's oh no no, no 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 mind blown <laughs> no I, it is it, it, i'm not gonna be like i i don't know i i will tell you what i will do on that black friday is okay wait let me let me retract a little bit there were certain things that were good to buy on black friday that weren't like the the thing that was on their advertisements you know what i'm saying so i'll give you an example there was one game that I could buy, and here's here's what I'm going to talk about definitely later on, is that you could buy it for eight dollars and it was flipping on Amazon for thirty. And I bought tons of them and I sold them all through, but they weren't one of the ones that were being pushed. Right. So maybe I need to rephrase that question. I'm not going to try to flip items that are the the primary ones that are being pushed like on Black on Friday. the end caps in the middle of the aisle, like on the advertisement. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Because those are the ones that I think, and I should have known this. I'm, I'm hearing myself say this and I knew this already. Like, obviously those are the ones that they're going to have a lot of. What's wrong with you, Orlando? You should have known better. I should have. I should have. I'll, I'll be real. I should have. I'll remind you next year. So I lost a lot of money. All right. The other one I'm not doing is I'm not just selling on Amazon, but that's a given. We already talked about that. I like that. But this, I, I'm, I'm go not going to just sell on eBay. I think I'm going to try and sell on Amazon. That's good. Yeah. But this is what I'll say. eBay sales are fire on in December. I did good. They upticked, really right? Really good in December. Yeah. So, and that's my thing. It's like, what if I did more for eBay? What if I sold more on eBay? I could have made more money. And what I like about eBay is, it's safe money, I feel. I think the, the hardest part is just the scalability like we talked about yeah. before. You can go into a Target and guarantee get a bunch of stuff. But like once you've hit all the thrift stores in your neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods, you're kind of done, right? Like until there's another garage Unless sale. you have other places to source, but yeah. Right. But eventually you're, I mean, how big does your circle have to get? Like, are you driving like five cities over every week just because like you've sort I mean. No, what I'm talking about is like you have connections with a local deal or you have other sellers that are willing to like, it's not their niche. And so they're willing to sell things that they get. That isn't their niche. I mean, you know, I've shared with you. I mean, I yeah. got certain connections where it's a, I could literally go there like every day and mm -hmm. source. It just, you know, the stuff doesn't sell as fast. Right. And so I don't do that. So that's all I'm talking about. I see. All right. Well, before we move on, we got to talk about our social. Hey, if you had a chance, we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook and also on TikTok. We are Pure Hustle Podcast. We are Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter. If you want to give us a call, you can give us a call 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. That's purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. And if you ever want to say, oh, before that, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to check us on YouTube, hey, make sure to subscribe and hit yeah. that bell button to be notified. Bing. And the like button, man. Like that that helps a lot. Like it really does. We when we see episodes that have like a bunch of likes, we're like, man, like that was a good episode. And it moves it up in the algorithm. Yeah. And if, if there's no likes on there, we're like, what did we do wrong? And like sometimes people don't comment. So we just don't know, right? Like it's hard because we don't know like what you guys think about our episode. So if you love our episode, like give us a thumbs up, uh, drop us a little comment. Give us a, a, a review on iTunes. Any of those things help in the algorithm and, and it lets us know it, what we're doing is is working, right? 100%. And also, if you want to say... I put Orlando to sleep over there. No, no. I just yawned know, just a little bit. Uh, you know, it was a garage sale. You know, terrible warning. So, you know, anyways, but uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, you know, and, and you have appreciated the, the podcast, hey, we would love it if you write us a review or even just hit the five stars. It really helps. And 
On iTunes, it's big. On iTunes, it's a big deal. So really appreciate that. And if you don't want to say thank you in a monetary way, there's a link below. Thank you. And thank you to those of you that have DM'd us about, hey, what light box you use and what so on. And I always tell people like, here it is. I'm not even going to give you the Amazon link. And then you go, no, we want to support you. Send us the affiliate link. And so we've had some people buy light boxes and other items. So it's been great. So yeah. thank you to all of you. You always know we always want to provide content free. And one of the ways that are we're able to do that is because <laughs> we put aside time to do it. And the other one is from donations. I feel like we're PBS from donations from viewers like you. Yeah. So um, call in today quickly and we'll answer. And you know, how do they do those things? It's we'll, something like we'll that. Send we'll send you a duffel bag. Yeah, like a little bag <laughs> so we can give go. you. And so anyways, but. We need like an NBA star or something on here, but like a washed up one that like. <laughs> why Why that do you, why, they could like come why can't on we get a like, legit one? Why does it have to be washed up? Well, because like. I mean, let's be realistic. Like, just getting any kind of NBA player on here would be a big deal. So, like, you know, it's probably going to be like a washed up one. It has to be a name, like somebody, a name that's recognized. I mean, as long, I mean, not really. It could be like this guy, like, was on this team and show the picture, and people be like, "Wow!" And then they just say, "Like, support Beer Russell Podcast because they do a lot for the community." Well, hey, if you're a former NBA player and you're listening to the podcast and you'd like to help us out, let us know. Even if you're not washed up, like even if you're like really good and like still good. Yeah, you're not washed up. If you contact us, you're not washed up. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. It is time for... Are you ready for this? Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. We got yeah. some good. I actually made us do four hustles of the week. Oh man, it's it's. Listen, I love all the ones that are getting sent. We I apologize if not all of them making through. They're just so good. It's hard to decide, you know, which ones to take. So yeah, but all we right. got some good ones. Go. So for our first it. one is Rob IG handle at Rob Weezy. You got to say it like that. Picked up a pair of is it Lucchesi 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 cowboy Lucchesi. Lucchese cowboy alligator boots this past summer at an estate sale for 20 bucks. Um, that's a good price to be picking up a pair of boots. Like I would say that's around right for cowboy boots. Uh, it took about six months, but sold the pair of boots for $950. Are you kidding me? Like I'd be happy to buy a, a pair of cowboy boots for 20 bucks and sell them for 80, right? Like that's a good deal. You sold them for 950. That's why it's Rob Wheezy because that was amazing. Good job. Rob, I hope you're okay with all that. Here, here's the thing. This is what the these were. They were pretty awesome. They were custom, vintage custom Lucchese. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Cowboy alligator boots. <laughs> he even had the date pre-1986. Like, I think yeah. his, oh, French toe. Like, keywords, keywords matter. That's awesome, Rob. Great job. Not only finding it, but your listing and the pictures definitely sold those boots. Good job. $950. And I, and I, I was telling him, I go, I got a pair of Casey boots that I have listed for over a thousand. Then I'm still waiting for that hustle. I paid 20 bucks for mine too. Hey, so yeah, we'll see. You never know. You might get $951 for them. Hey, you know what? I did get offered up to 550 on them. Hey, but I turned nice. it down. Should I have turned it down? I know. I don't know. I mean, clearly if they're as good as his, you can get a lot of money on them. Well, they're not, they're not elegant. They're not anything exotic. So, oh, well then maybe you should have took the 550. Yeah. But they, they retail for 2k. Yeah. But the same retail, bro. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Okay. All right. Next. Uh, thank you so much, Rob. Rob Weezy on Instagram. You said that wrong. What? It's Rob Weezy. Oh, sorry. I was like, whoa, they butchered your name. All right. All right. So next we have Mike, you know, Mike. IG handle vintage.games.plus. Yes. Yeah. I've, You've I've, actually met him in IRL. I, I've I've met him 
in in the wild multiple times. Multiple like, times. That's right. At least twice, maybe three times. Garage sales and thrift stores. And what a good guy, man. Like just a good guy. That's yeah. awesome. I, I like still him. haven't met him. So love to meet you someday, Mike. <laughs> we DM a lot though. All right. So he's a repeat hustle of the week. He had one way. He's one of our early repeat, uh, early hustles of the week. So he was at a garage sale and came across a junk removal guy. So you ever, you ever met like those junk removal? Wait, I think I know where he was. Anyways, I'll DM you, Mike. I, I pretty much, I think I know where you were. Mm-hmm. All right. So he paid a hundred dollars. For a USPS container full of watches. You know, like the little crates? Right. Right. So it was about 90 pounds of watches in there. 100 bucks. Didn't even know the brand. Right. Just picked them up. Had batteries put in. Many of them were fixed. Didn't have to pay the watch guy that took care of it for him. And I remember him sharing this with me. This was back in the spring. And he paid the watch guy in leftover pieces. Like, that's great. That's sweet. <laughs> All right. So then sold 85 of them for $70 each and then lauded the other watches. Somewhere Swatch made about $6,000 on all of them. That's a hustle. That is a hustle. I'm still waiting for that hustle for me. I mean, I've had some good ones, but like, not like that, man. That is awesome. And you know, the beautiful thing about hustling is like I've said, I've seen Mike out in the wild a couple of times, which means he's out there a lot. Right? He is, like, he is. So he's out there hustling and he came by this because of hard work. And so that's just encouragement to all of us that, you know, if you're out there hitting garage sales consistently, you're going to find that deal where you turn hundred dollars into 6K. Like it just, it takes consistency and, and work and effort. And here's the other thing. If you go by his IG handle, vintage.games.plus, his IG page is full of video games. Yeah, he's branching out and doing different things. Right? So it's a different niche. So anyways, hats off to you, Mike. That was awesome. All right. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. Oh, it's me. It's, it's you. I'm <laughs> waiting. Waiting. I tried because we did four. All right. So this is Candice, IG handle, Candy Skinetic Crush. An intense name. Was that the store that shall not be named in the Midwest? As a result of our IG podcast, <laughs> Instagram and podcast, decided to keep an eye out for playoff gear. And I've been pushing that like crazy. Uh, found the San Francisco 49ers vintage starter gold satin jacket for $12. Listed it. Sold after the Niners made the NFC championship for $310 plus shipping. And that is a hustle. I wish I could have bought that jacket. But I don't think I would have paid $310. Now, here's the catch. So she DM'd me after the fact. She goes, Orlando, somebody else is flipping the same jacket and using my pictures. And here's what happened with that jacket. So at the time, she sold it at the top of the market. That was a week ago. We're only a few days away from the Super Bowl. Those jackets now have doubled in value. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But but what I, shared, what I shared with her was... You know, the thing is, is that sometimes you flip stuff as a reseller to another reseller because one, maybe you you don't have the connections to flip it for as high a price as you want, or you want to move things faster, right? And so you move it faster. So for example, I've sold like plenty of coffee machines in my time. I've never taken the time to familiarize myself with them, but I know that what I'm selling, they're going to flip and double their money too. So I doubled my money and they're going to double that money. I've also done that with some art pieces and luckily it hasn't been a Picasso, but I don't know enough. I know just enough to make a good amount of money and I'm good with it. Cause sometimes 
you can only research so much and you can only sit on something so much you got to move it's a time thing you know like you got to figure out like how much time and energy you're willing to put in and yeah sometimes it's it's worth being the middleman as it were to not Mm -hmm. have to be an expert in a field or to learn more or do more research and and yeah i mean no matter what whoever's getting it they're getting a better value than you because Otherwise, they wouldn't make the trade, right? Like, even if they're buying it for themselves, to them, owning that thing is worth more than the money that they're giving you. So as long as you're happy with the money that you're getting in the first place, it doesn't matter what they do with it or how valuable it is to them later on. Uh, And of course, if they sell it for $10 million and you're like, man, I had it and I sold it for a dollar, like, that would be terrible. But, you know, you made the deal. So (laughs) it's it's tough. But, you know, you got to be happy with what you did because... You did a a great job. Like you did it. You made it happen. Because here's the thing. That person may not get as much as they want. And then that person might end up dealing with a return that's worse. So yeah, the return and then now all of a sudden it's not worth anything. And yeah, you just never know. Like you can't play the Niners will win a Super Bowl, but maybe they don't. And then it then it's like the guy might want to return it. Like it's better for him to flip it. And then you really don't have to deal with it. Yeah. 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 And you can always think of the shoulda, would have, could have. And if you made a good profit now, that's that's good. 12 to 310. Yeah. That's amazing. All, All right. right, one more. All right, this one comes from Megan, IG handle Megan J. Tate uh, from the Gold Coast of Australia. I'm going to do my very best not to do an Australian accent right now because <laughs> I love the Australian accent. You know, you guys down under are amazing, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this without doing that no matter how hard it is for me to do. Um, went to three thrift stores and came up with nothing. Decided to keep going and went to a little church thrift. Walked in and saw a Mambo loud shirt. I don't even know what this is. Maybe it's an Australian thing, no, but it okay. sounds cool. So it's it's like a safe, it's like a surf skate okay. kind of brand, like kind of like Vans is to us and Reef. Okay. That's kind of what, if I get it wrong in the comments, let us know. Uh, but that's what Mambo is. And so they had these loud shirts. I researched this. It's not like, um, you know, and you know, you ever watch Pawn Stars? Yeah. And Chum Lee's like very knowledgeable. Like, come on now. Like, they fed him. He did the research. Oh or, yeah, for sure. Or somebody fed on the line. So I'm gonna I'm gonna admit that I cheated and I looked it up, but they were they were the same scenario. So it's it's like an iconic Australian like company. It's so it's a big deal that she found this shirt. All right, finished. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, picked up this shirt uh, for two dollars. Sold it in a week for two hundred and twenty five. That's incredible mm-hmm. ROI on a shirt because like clothing, especially that kind of clothing, is so easy to do pictures and to ship like it is just like night and day difference from like electronics or other things like a shirt is like you put it in a bubble wrap you send it it costs you a couple dollars you're done right like Mm -hmm. and if you can make 200 and over 200 dollars profit on something like that like that's incredible and it's worth it and takes up very little space so congratulations um i hope i hope that uh you know, that again is inspiration to us that like you might go to three thrift stores and get nothing, but that doesn't mean you stop, right? Like it's consistency, it's perseverance, it's discipline that allows you to find those one-offs because honestly, that one sale probably made it worth it to go to those three and find nothing, right? So 100%. you keep doing that. And I looked up comps on those shirts. That's a bolo. I'm, I'm going to be looking for some mambo. Hopefully <laughs> I, I find some, uh, some, some American mambo. I don't, th- I don't know. Anyways, we need to do more research, but thank you, Megan, for sharing with us. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, he didn't do the Australian accent. I didn't do it. I love our Australian and UK listeners, and we have listeners in other parts of the world. Like, it's just awesome. We had somebody from uh, U- the UK reach out to us, 
And it was awesome for me to say, yeah, hey, there's other listeners out there. You can definitely make this happen. It was just great to share that. So thank you all that listen to us internationally. I always wonder, um, like when it comes to accents, like, you know, how people always wonder, like, what do we sound like to other people? Yeah. But I remember, I may have already shared this on the podcast before, but I worked at a call center and we got um, the East Coast. Like We were just like the West Coast that we were doing. And we got some East Coast clients, like technicians who would call in. And the very first day, like me and my friends are like, like they're calling into California. Like this is so weird for them because they've never like called into to our call center. So like we should just mess with them. So as soon as they answer the phone, we're like, dude, tubular, like how are things going out there, bro? But that's what some people think about. You know, it's, it's like, true. But, you know. All right. Anyways, um, what about you? What was your uh, hustle of the week? All right. So I switched things up a little bit because I, I want to share this. So. I'm very big on when you're first starting to resell, you got to pick up one stuff that's cheap, like not cheap that it sells for cheap, but that it's low cost. Inexpensive. Inexpensive. There you go. Two, easy to ship, right? Because you're still trying to figure out shipping, right? And always remember that, you know, listing something that's $10 is the same as something that's $100. So... I had uh, a nice haul, uh, you know, and sometimes I, I don't share all the hauls on, on Instagram just because it's through different connections. But I had a haul. I, I dropped like five fifty on a bunch of vintage apparel. And one of those pieces uh, was a, a Burberry hat, which I've never picked up a Burberry hat. I have picked up jackets and coats. And is it like a newsboy, like a cabbie hat? Mm-hmm. So I picked it up, paid $5 for it. And... You know, I had some interest on Instagram and I felt bad because, you know, people are wanting to buy it. But I kind of just said, hey, this is where the market's at. This is where I'm going to sell it. So it was interesting because when I looked, I did, you know, I've talked about this on the eBay for Business podcast. Like you should always not only look at comps, but look at sold in comparison to unsold. Mm. And so I found that, you know, these Burberry hats, they, they were selling like there was more souls than there were unsold. And so... I found out that the top of market was 150 bucks on this hat and the bottom of the market was 50. So I'm like, you know, you know me, I'm going to list high. So I listed high at 150 and I got a hundred dollar offer on it and I accepted and they paid right away. Nice. And I'm like, wow. Like no longer, no matter how long you've been reselling, you still find these items that still shock you. Mm. Right. It, I mean, this is a Burberry. Like I've, I've never, I've, I've never, I've seen jackets and I have a jacket actually in my inventory that hasn't sold in over a year and this sold in less than 24 hours. So anyways, that is my hustle of the week. Do you know, like that could have been anybody that could have been a brand new seller that just found it. Like just keep an eye, you know, it was a Nova check one. It was vintage and it's it no rips, no holes, no stains five to 100. I'm okay with this. Is why I love eBay. It's, mm. You definitely can make that money. All right. Mike, what was your hustle of the week? So um, when I did go to garage sales last week, so I, I obviously mentioned I didn't go this week, but the fall, the previous week I went and I wasn't doing so good, man. I didn't pick up very many things. It wasn't like a great day for me, uh, but I did stop at one place and it was an estate sale and it was already the second day, day they started on Friday. Yeah. And you know, that's never a good sign, right? Like yeah. unless like sometimes they're they're clearing things out and so maybe they'll lower some prices. But like, just to be honest, like it was just, it wasn't inside. It was everything had been pulled out to the front yard that's and the into the garage. Yeah. And you know, if it's a multi-day thing, like it, things have been sitting out in the rain and dew and it's like kind of gross. And, and most of the stuff was junk. There were a few things here and there. And I picked up a few things that were pretty good. Um, 
I'm like picking up, you know, some some DVD sets and I'm picking up some uh, other electronics and stuff and I'm lotting it together. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to make some money on this, 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 and this. And then I find this sign, right? And it was a, uh, AT&T sign, like a, like, I don't know, it was, must've been on like a pole or something. Cause it's double-sided. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like we've talked about signs before, right? Like, you know, you've, you yeah. found like, I still have my phone signs that yeah. are still in storage that have not been listed. Oh, geez. Um, and so I'm like, this is sweet. And then I noticed that it's sitting on a box and the box is like the size of a sign, but it's not just one box. It's sitting on two stacks of boxes, all the same size, oh, Wow! but this is sitting on there. So like, I kind of like look into one of the boxes cause there's nothing like written on them that like say what the boxes are. And like, sure enough, it's another sign. And so I asked the guy, I'm like, how much for the like signs? And he's like, oh, I was like thinking like $5 each. And I was like, and these are all the same sign. And he's like, yeah. And they're all new, sealed, except for the one that's open that was like on display. And inside of the box is like all of the hardware and stuff for it too, because it was like to go on a pole. And so I look it up and there's only like one other seller on eBay and they've been selling pretty consistently like every couple every month and they're selling for like $45 to $50, right? I'm like, all right, $5 a sign. Like this isn't yeah. a bad deal. Like I could do this. And I was like, how many are there's like 25 of them, right? And I'm like, how much if I just do all of them, right? I do the lot it all together thing and I've used a few other negotiation tactics, but here's why this was a hustle. I ended up getting all of the signs for a hundred dollars. It's amazing. And here's why to me, it's a hustle because all I have to do really is sell like three of them and I've, I've completely broken even, Yep. right? And a couple of other things. One, one set of pictures, all of them are already in boxes dimensions and weight are going to be the exact same on all the boxes. So when they sell, I literally just grab a box, slap a label on it and send it out. So they're already like packed in a way that you can they can actually send them. They're packed. They're packed. That is they're incredible. packed. All I've got to do is like take one set of pictures, list them up as, you know, multiple. It's like, that's like the dream there. And here's the other reason why this is a hustle. I could have easily like, I mean, maybe you don't have the, the funds, so you can't buy them all. But like, sometimes people get nervous. Like, do I want to buy them all? Cause maybe they do only sell like one a month. So and then what if it takes like four years for them all to sell, right? So it's like, do I really want to pay $100? Yeah. Maybe I just buy four of them, get the quick flip. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I would have only picked up four of them, somebody else would have picked up another four. Somebody else would have picked up. Yep. Now I've got competition on eBay, right? There's other people. And then it's a race to the bottom. But I'm only seeing one other person and he's only got a couple left, right? So there's only one other seller right now that has any of these signs. There's only a couple left. He's my only competition. Maybe I just wait him out and let him sell his two at his price. And then I put it up for even higher. I mean, I put them up higher now or do what I've said before, where we, we, the first few you sell for a little yep. bit cheaper. So you get to that top spot and then you raise the price up and it says only 23 left or whatever you do. And you know, it's just such a good hustle for me because it's, it's so easy to list. It's 25 listings all done at once. All of the packing is already done. Like it's, I can't imagine much better. It would have been better if they obviously were worth more, I guess, but I'm not going to complain about potentially. That's thirty dollars net each. No, that's a score. Yeah. It, it's it's simple. The simplicity, and you're going to make a decent amount of money. It's just going to take some time, and and that's yeah. I'll wait it out. Whatever. I mean, it, but it's awesome. Like it seems like you're getting more bulk buys. You know, the the longer you've been doing this, right? Well, and that's because like when I first started, there's no way I would have done that. Like, like the idea of a bulk buy would have just been scary. And part of it is just not having the funds, and and that goes back to the going deep on an item, right? Like. 
it's a little different when it's, you know, like you only have a one-off chance to buy a box of watches or, you know, something yeah. like that. Right. And it's like, you know, I'm going to do it. Whereas if I first started, I might've been like, how much for the watches? Okay. They're a dollar each. Like, all right, I'm going to pick through and see if I can find the best one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a little different when you, when you have some of the capital and you've got a little bit more experience, but I highly suggest if people aren't doing bulk buys, you're going to come across them occasionally. And if, if the price is right, man, do it and just, realize like, yeah, it might take a couple of years for that money to be all the way in. But I mean, you don't find them every day. So agreed. Agreed. So I had some good hustles a week. So yeah. that was good. Thank you. All of you that should really appreciate you. All right. So let's talk about the definites. So I have five definites. I have for this four here, which is five. I'm definitely doing next year. And one, you know, obviously it's not going to relate to Mike, but because unless you go on scale next year, a definite is I'm having to reprice for next year. That's a non-negotiable for me. You are gonna have I one. I am. I okay. had one this year and it was it was it was gas to the fire. Should you be should you be sharing this secret right now? Is this like oh, no, is this top knows. secret? No, people know. It's shared all the time. I'm just kidding. Okay. I, I know we love you guys. Now I don't the, know anything about Amazon, so I don't know what's secret or not. But to me, it was it was a non-negotiable. So you know. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you wouldn't get this info somewhere else unless you paid for it. Okay. But we're not about that. So, uh, but you know, to me, it was a game changer. This is why. So I sold through 90% of my inventory as far as the toys go by the time Christmas hit last year, I sold maybe 60%. And the reason was, is like, I couldn't catch up to the repricer. Like I, I was too busy. And next thing you know, you know, somebody sold out their stuff and my price didn't get to that place. And then Amazon took over the listing or something would happen right now. It's like, Hey, things were constantly changing. And I was able to just like, it was kind of like eBay, listen and forget it. Mm. And, and things just took over. So anyways, that's an, that's a non-negotiable along with, you know, you should be doing your best. Uh, and you've done this before is like checking prices on the websites of the companies. Because what I find is like with big box stores is that their prices may be cheaper online and big box stores are willing to price match you if that's the case. Yeah, even like sometimes weird stuff happens with clearance items. Like an item will show up online. Like my wife and I, when we were first starting, like let's do some retail arbitrage. We would look up like clearance things on Target, right? And so we'd find like, oh, here's a toy they're selling for $4.99 at Target on clearance. And then we get to the Target store and they're on clearance for $8. And we're like, what? And then we take them up and then we'd have to talk to somebody and they'd be like, oh yeah, we'll acknowledge the one that's online. But it's like, if you're just walking in the store and you see a price, you might think that's the best deal. And it's not necessarily the best deal. Yeah. Even from that store. Right. So. Agreed. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'll never forget that Black Friday where I picked up something for $8 and I thought I was getting a deal. And luckily some lady goes, hey, check on the app. It's selling for $6 at this other store online. And you know. So they're price matching another store. Is what you're saying, or they were pri well, or did you go to another? Store? I went to another store because this store wouldn't price match, like Walmart wouldn't price match Target, uh, and it was Black Friday, and so it was just too intense. So I ended up buying a hundred units, and if you think about two dollars per item, that's two hundred dollars I saved, right? They're more margins. All right, the other thing is um, using eBay to sell low rank and Amazon items. We already talked yeah. about that before, but I want to add something to that. So. One of the reasons I got in trouble uh, with some items last year was my margins were too slim. Like, it's like, oh, I'll make $3 on this. I'll make $4. And I'm just not 
you know, that's definitely something <laughs> I'm not doing this year. I'm definitely next year going to do something where I'm going to say I probably need a four times my money. Not just three, four, because margins change so fast and you got to have, you got to every single dollar, every single cent matters in Q4, especially on Amazon. It matters on eBay too, because, you know, you've talked about selling some for a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. So you become the top on, on the listings. Same thing. Like you, let's say you're, you know, I'm looking at something here. Apples, apples is a game, right? And apples, apples is selling for 20 bucks on eBay and you were able to get it for, you know, $5. Well, you can still make at least $10 net profit. But what if somebody's able to get it for four? Well, they're just going to undercut you, mm. right? Anytime you don't get the best deal, you're going to get undercut. So that's why I'm saying, like, I'm going to definitely get stuff that has way more ROI because, you know, it gets just too cutthroat, too cutthroat. And, you know, you had mentioned, should we talk about reprices? But that 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 is what drives the prices down 100%, right? We, we blame new we blame you know sometimes people blame new sellers and stuff but ultimately is like it's maybe new sellers that don't understand how reprisers work because mm. the way i had it set is i would always sell stuff not at the bottom it would always be like once people you know ended up selling all the bottoming out stuff i would sell it at, at a higher price and so it would it would catch up with that number and then sell it right there so okay um did you have kind of your own bolos? You don't have to share them, but did you have yeah. your own bolos this Q4? I mean, yeah. How did that work for out for you? Yeah, and, and not just this Q4, but just in general, even with like retail arbitrage or or we've even talked like going back to like um, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist arbitrage. Um, I do think it's really important. And, and to be honest, like it's one of those things like when I first started, the first few months, the first six months, the first year, it's like, when am I going to find my thing? Like I'm finding yeah. little things here and there, like every market that I'm like, ooh, like... I've got this brand new idea of like how I can make money. And then I realized it's, it, oh, that's a saturated market already. People are already in there doing that. Like, and it's just now that I'm starting to find a couple and they're not even like this, they're not gold mines, but they're just like slight. There's like, there's wiggle room. There's like room for me to get in and there's some good profit there. And, and it's not overly saturated. And that's just taken hours and hours and hours of like research. Nope. Research. Nope. And I think it's the same thing with finding your own bolos. Like if you're the one going in a store, scanning items, looking for stuff, eventually you, you will find the things or the niches or the types of items that aren't necessarily like everybody's doing it. And to be honest, those are usually the things that don't have the fastest turnover. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they're the fastest sell-through rate or, or and maybe they do have a fast sell-through rate, but they're just not selling in the same um, scale that the other items are, which might be why they're not as high ranked or whatever. Because if, if that was the only way, if, if really all you were doing to figure out what to buy, what bolos were, you would just list everything from rank one to a thousand or whatever on Amazon and then buy those things, right? But there are things that are way below that on the on the ranking scale that are actually still doing good, but maybe it's because there's just no competition there that you can make good money. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is probably the items that I made, I would say 70% of my money on Amazon this year. Or items I found myself. Now, some items ended up being like fire items I didn't even know mm. <laughs> until until later on. But I had I had, for instance, I had one listing that only had at the peak six people on that listing. Wow. And it was super low ranked. And it was an easy $50 net on each one. Right. And I sold a ton of them. 
And this was obviously this didn't make it into a bolo group. Obviously, people weren't aware of it. Obviously, it was something that I had found on my own based on my experience from previous years because I actually had sold the same bolo the year before. Mm. And Amazon never got on the listing. It was never a problem. And I just killed it. I crushed it on that one. But the other bolo I found was something that became a hot item. But I just figured it out on my own. And here's what was awesome about it was that I figured it out on my own. And it was eight, you know, it was seven fifteen at night, and the and I'm like, I need to move on this. Mm. Like, there's only so many people, and I was able to figure out a way that I could ship it and I could jump on a listing. Uh, it was actually something I could make a on a, as a bundle, but it was already bundled for me. So I went, and I literally spent from seven fifteen until like almost two in the morning sourcing, 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 sourcing. I sent it all in. And I made $40 net on each single one of them. Wow. Right. Hey, so can't complain about that. Finding your own bowl. I'm definitely doing that. I will tell you, I do not see myself chasing hot toys unless, like I said, unless it's in front of me and I can actually hold on to it. If I can't figure out where it's at automatically, I'm just not going to go chase it. It's a waste of time. I like that. All right. And the last one here. Ooh. Okay. Is... Going to ramp up even more next year on eBay and Amazon. That's a definite. Like I, I always say this every year and it's a given, but there is no greater time. And again, some people say that, you know, stuff doesn't do well on eBay. Actually it does. You just gotta have the right stuff. Right. But man, Q4, like I, I made, yeah, Q4 was good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And I only see myself scaling it more next year. And I'd love to get to a place where I could scale it where, I'm not stressing about anything from like January until June, which it takes a lot. It does. But how beautiful would that be? So, so beautiful. So beautiful. It would be, it'd be butterflies flying over unicorns, over rainbows. Beautiful. Something like that. I don't know. But anyways, I implore all of you, like if there's ever a time you got to go all in, I would say it's mid November until mid December. Obviously you got to do a lot of preparation before then, but when it's like, you know, and, and you and I disagree on this a little bit, right? Because, you know, and maybe we'll see my experiment, what happens from February to through April and we'll see how things go. But I really believe if there's ever a time you're going to give it, you're going to 10X it as much as you can. It is. And I don't even like using 10X because I think 10X is really tough to do. But if there ever is a time, it's during that peak time. There's no, to me, there's no greater time in reselling across all platforms. Yeah. All right. With all that being said, hey, thanks for paying attention. Hopefully, you know, this gained, you know, didn't gain this shared with you some valuable knowledge, things you can apply. And remember, and I always say with these episodes, listen through them. But then before Q4 hits again, listen to them again, because, you know, you may have missed something. I always listen to our episodes about Q4 because they definitely help me as I'm preparing for Q4 again. And before you know it, it's going to be time. So that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Peace. Peace.